With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can I get a woo-woo? I'm Lacey Green, and I'm a super trainer at Body. That's B-O-D-I dot com. And you know what's missing from the entire fitness industry? A program for beginners only. Not anymore. I've created a program called For Beginners Only, and it is for everybody and everybody. It's a three-week program only on Body, the world's first health esteem platform. That means it's a place for you to work on loving who you are right now as you work on who you are becoming. I'll ease you into exercise with low-impact cardio, strength, core, and mobility workouts that will help you feel great as soon as you get started. I'll help you build your foundation and show you how simple it can be to make a change just by showing up. It's for beginners only because I want you to know you can do it, and I want you to get results. Let's find the joy and drop the judgment. And woo woo! Now get $89 in free bonus gifts when you sign up at body.com. Just what you need to start your fitness journey. For details, go to body.com. That's body with an I.com. Ooh, we got a load of one today. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Carving It Up Live right here on Facebook Live, YouTube, and on Twitter. As always, I'm Bryson Carver. Man, oh man, this is a good one. This is a good one. I'm telling you, Katie traded to Phoenix. All these other trades of the deadline. LeBron just broke the all-time scoring record in NBA history, and that's like back page news now. Oh my goodness. Mike Guido will be joining in 25 minutes. Looking forward to having him on the co-founder of the Grid Network uh, to discuss all things NBA trade deadline. Again, LeBron passing Kareem, Super Bowl, holy moly. This is, I'm telling you, this is insane. What a week. Uh, Rocket Fuel Jets podcast woman Alfred Parstar Jr. What's up, Alfred? He says, been waiting for this all day. As have I, Alfred. I am, uh, oh my goodness. What, it's just craziness. It's amazing. The week leading up to the Super Bowl, the NBA has dominated the headlines. It's 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 outstanding. Uh, props to Adam Silver. Props to the NBA. Uh, and props to I guess just coincidence for all these you know things happening at the same time. Um, most days I would start with Kevin Durant. You know he is pretty good at basketball. In case you haven't noticed, getting traded to a team in Phoenix, which is now poised to possibly make a potential championship run, but uh, it is hard to overlook. What happened on Tuesday night in the City of Angels? Lakers, Thunder, LeBron James entered the game 36 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time NBA scoring list. And uh, for those of you that did not get to the opportunity to see it, was late, you know, East Coast, it happened around midnight. Uh, for those who didn't get the opportunity to see it, here is the shot in which LeBron became immortalized, a record that had stood for 39 years. LeBron broke it. Here's how it happened. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. A remarkable moment at the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Uh, I'll get to the Lakers and their trades and everything in just a second, but let's focus on LeBron because his story is one of the greatest in the history of sports. 
Peck, I'd argue the story of one LeBron James is one of the greatest stories we've ever had in the history of America. You got to realize this, this guy was born December 30th, 1984, Akron, Ohio, to a 16-year-old mother. He never knew his father growing up. All the pressures that came with being that kid in Akron who, hey, hang on a minute, this, this kid may have something, too. At age 16, as a junior in high school, a Sports Illustrated cover dubbed him simply the chosen one. You got to realize this is at the tail end of Michael Jordan's career. He'd only play one more season after that. About to retire as a member of the Washington Wizards. And already as a high schooler, we're said, that's the guy. And that kind of pressure as a 16-year-old would break most kids. I, I, listen, I'd be lying if I said I, I wouldn't crumble under that type of pressure. It's unbelievable. Drafted a year and a half later by his hometown team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. By year two, at age 20 years old, he was averaging 27, 7, and 7 as a 20-year-old. For context, by the way, in year 20, he's averaging 38 and 7. It's remarkable what this guy has done over the course of his career. You consider the fact that in 2007, keep in mind, LeBron James at this point is 22 years old, 21 years old, something like that. He leads the Cleveland Cavaliers to the NBA Finals. They got swept by the San Antonio Spurs, a loss and a sweep that folks still hold against LeBron to this day. <laughs> Despite the fact that the team he lost to is one of the greatest of all time, led by, in my opinion, the sixth greatest player of all time, Tim Duncan, who his second best player was Tony Parker, who won finals MVP that year, is going to be a Hall of Famer. LeBron James' second best player was something called Zadrunas Ilgauskas. And yet he took that to an NBA Finals. Left Cleveland, the decision, we all remember, 2010. Something that seemed to break the internet at the time certainly broke the city of Cleveland. How could you possibly ditch us for Miami? Well, I mean, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, who eventually joined. A culture led by Pat Riley, who had won a championship just four years earlier. That can be appealing. Heck, just moving from the city of Cleveland to Miami. That by itself is appealing. 2011, LeBron has the worst moment of his career. Gets the Dallas Mavericks, had some bad fourth quarters, games four, five, and six, to lose the series against the underdog Dallas Mavericks, led by Dirk Nowitzki. And we started to question, hey, listen, he, he's great and all, but is he ever going to get over this hump? A year later, he did. Won the finals MVP in 2012 against the Oklahoma City Thunder, winning his first championship in year nine. Went back-to-back -back in 2013, beating the same San Antonio Spurs, who, by the way, this time had a young Kawhi Leonard who had beat him in 2007. Back-to-back -back championships, back-to-back -back finals MVPs. Oh, not to mention at this point in time, he had four league MVPs by age 30. This is who he was. Two years later, he leaves Miami to go back to Cleveland. And I, I remember thinking at the time, the heck are you doing? Listen, Kyrie Irving is incredibly talented. He led the team to three straight losing records. LeBron, from the jump, made it clear. You remember the, uh, I'm, I'm coming home, all that stuff. He had one goal, win a championship for his hometown. A hometown in Cleveland, Ohio, that had not won a championship since Jim Brown led the Cleveland Browns in 1964. Two years in, please don't remind me. I don't want to get into this too much. But uh, 2016 against the 73-9 and Warriors. Greatest regular season team of all time, led by the only unanimous MVP in Steph Curry. Down 3-1. No team in the history of the NBA Finals had ever won a series down 3-1 in an NBA Finals. Game 5. Braun drops 41. We're like, okay, he's not going to do that in game six. He's like, no, yeah, I will. Drops another 41 in game six. And in game seven, has a triple-double and had one of the greatest players plays in NBA history, the iconic block on Andre Guadalla with under two minutes to go. Won a championship for Cleveland. The iconic Cleveland, this is for you, quote, a moment that 
for some, vaulted him into the GOAT discussion, and for others, vaulted him as the GOAT over the great Michael Jordan, a debate that we will probably have for all time. Goes to L.A. a few years later. And I remember saying at that time, I didn't have a podcast at that time, but I remember saying LeBron's championship winning days are over. Seems like he's more focused on business, which I didn't have a problem with. Problem with three championships, four MVPs. You understand that. Year two, they add Anthony Davis. Lakers are the best team in the NBA. And then a pandemic hits. Like the last thing you could possibly expect. The NBA goes down to a bubble in Disney World. A bubble that broke some of the best teams in the NBA. The Bucks, the Rockets, the 76ers. All of these teams we thought could contend. Boston and the Lakers blew through Portland in the first round. Blew through Houston in the second round. Blew through Denver in the Western Conference Finals. And went on to beat the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. LeBron won his fourth championship and his fourth Finals MVP. Became the first player in NBA history to lead three teams to an NBA championship. This is what LeBron James has done. And then Tuesday night, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to be the all-time scorer, all-time leading scorer in NBA history. LeBron's is one of the great stories in the history of sports. 20 years, 32, I'm sorry, 22 uh, years of his life in the public eye. Never a scandal. Never, you know, caught in the wrong place at the wrong time, unlike some of the greatest players ever. Michael Jordan, you could say that about you can't say that about LeBron. Made the people around him better. Rich Paul, Maverick Carter and company. Helped elevate them. That's kind of what LeBron James has always been. Elevating guys on the court. Elevating guys off the court. Building the I Promise School in 2018. We understand what his, his legacy is and will be as uh, a, a, a major voice in social justice. We understand what he's done in terms of philanthropy. And we understand that today, according to Forbes, he's a billionaire. The first NBA player ever to be ever first ever current NBA player to do that. In business, he's excelled. In philanthropy, he's excelled. On the court, obviously, he's excelled. What more can you say? LeBron James, the all-time leading scorer in NBA history, and the scary part about it is. When he's done, and he said minimum, he's got at least another two good years left in him. He obviously wants to play with the son, Bronny James, once he comes in the NBA pretty soon. I'm not so sure this record won't be unbreakable. We thought that about Kareem, and for 39 years, that was the case from 1984 to 2023. Even with as many volume scores as we have in today's league, Luka, for example, I don't see Luka playing 20 years, and if he does, um, I don't see him averaging 30. For context, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was averaging in the teens in year 20. LeBron James is in the top five in the NBA in scoring, not to mention to go along with eight assists and seven rebounds. This is what he's always been, taking care of his body, this notion, and that, that's something else about LeBron James, the false narratives that have surrounded him. He's not a great scorer. Well, obviously that, I mean, just the, just the record by itself makes him an all-time great scorer, but he averages 27 a game for his career, does it with remarkable efficiency. Well, he's not clutch. That's funny. He has five postseason buzzer beaters, most ever. I simply asked the same question about LeBron James that I asked in the Golden State Warriors asked when they won the 2022 title. What are they going to say now? What do you say now? There's nothing I've said in the last 10, 12 minutes that has not already been said about LeBron James in terms of his greatness and his excellence both on and off the court. Hats off to the king. It was a remarkable moment seeing it on TV. I can't imagine what it was like inside the arena. I'm out of words. I'm out of words for this guy. It's outstanding. It's absolutely incredible. Hats off to LeBron James. We've got... uh, We've got some comments here. I see some comments from Alfred talking about uh, the NBA trade deadline, which we'll definitely get into uh, in about 10 minutes with, with Mike Guido. John Rivera with the king, uh, with, with the crown emoji. 
very appropriate. Patrick Brown, here's the crazy part about LeBron. Scores 38 points, age 38, and 38,388 all-time leading scorer. Not to mention, by the way, Patrick, 38 days into 2023. Okay, so it's just all the 30. It's something about that number 38. And Patrick says, what a numerical night for LBJ. It was, it, was, it was a great night. Obviously, the Lakers losing the game didn't uh, put a little bit of a wet blanket on it. But in terms of the moments, I mean, the A-listers of the A-listers were there. We're talking about Denzel. We're talking about Jay-Z. Dwayne Wade was sitting courtside, as was Shannon Sharp. Everybody you could possibly think of in Los Angeles, they were there. What a moment. Now, as for one of his contemporaries, a guy that we have, in the modern era, compared the two of them. He just got traded to the Phoenix Suns. I'm obviously talking about Kevin Durant. Um, middle of the night, uh, I got a notification. I was laying in bed, half awake, half asleep, seeing a notification saying that Kevin Durant has been traded to the Phoenix Suns. And obviously, it was shocking for most people. I thought it was entirely possible that he could finish this year with Brooklyn, then focus on the future. I feel like the pieces in Brooklyn were good enough to at least win a playoff series um, and see and you know see what Kevin Durant does with, I wouldn't say suboptimal talent, but not what we would expect of the Brooklyn Nets, certainly two years ago when they made the James Harden trade. I'll talk about the Nets later on. Uh, the failure of that big three cannot be understated. But as for KD individually, getting trade to Phoenix, obviously the trade, got Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson was evolved, four first-round picks. So two key wings for the Suns now gone uh, for KD, who obviously teams up now with Chris Paul, with Devin Booker, not to mention DeAndre Ayton uh, as, their, as their big man. Does this make the Suns the favorites to come out of the West? I believe it does. Because now, you look at the Western Conference contenders. Talk about Denver, Golden State, Dallas now with Kyrie Irving, paired up with Luka Doncic. You think about the, some folks are mentioning the Lakers. I have serious doubts. The Clippers made a lot of moves at the deadline today and certainly were in that mix even before that. You step back and look and you say, okay, Chris Paul's the point guard, has an opportunity to dish to two of the best scorers in the game, Devin Booker, who feels like is kind of going into his prime right now. A guy who, you know, all he did a few years back was score 70. You're talking about a Chris Paul who is third all-time in, in the NBA in assist. And you're also talking about a Chris Paul who has struggled historically in the playoffs. And a Suns team the last two years that has struggled to put away playoff series, two in particular, in which they led two games to none. Think about the series against the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals. Up 2-0. We're thinking series is over. And all they do is lose four consecutive games. Giannis Antetokounmpo did an absolute number on them. Last year, heavy favorites to beat the Dallas Mavericks in the second round. Lead two games to none. Lead three games to two at one point. Blown out in Dallas game six and embarrassed in Phoenix in Game 7. And so I felt like at that point, the Suns' championship window closed. I predicted them this year to be the seventh seed. This obviously changes everything. One of the Suns' biggest issues against Milwaukee, against Dallas, is when things started to go haywire, particularly on the road. They never had a guy, and I love D-Book. He's a great scorer, but he's not this. They never had a guy give the ball to him, just go get a bucket. Don't, don't care how you do it. Get to the rim, mid-range, three-point shot. I don't care how you do it. Get to the free throw line, whatever the case may be. Get us a bucket. They've got that now. They've got a guy who wakes up averaging 30 points a game, who's shooting over 50% for the field, 40% from three, 90% from the line, a 50-40-90 guy in Kevin Durant. The most gifted, I didn't say the greatest, the most gifted offensive score that we've ever seen in the game. I believe, you talk about the crossover, three-point shot, the mid-range, everything. And they lose Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges too, especially Mikael Bridges, who was up for a defensive player of the year a year ago. One of the best, two of the best wing defenders in the league. Two threats from the three-point line. Yeah, well, Kevin Durant, I don't know if you noticed, a few years ago he finished top five in blocks. He's one of the better wing defenders in the league. That's why he's such a great fit with Golden State. That's why, and it, it certainly hurt my soul to, to see that he will not be joining the Golden State Warriors again anytime soon, certainly. He does have three years left on his current deal with the Nets. But I always say about anytime I'm 
evaluating whether a team is a championship contender or not. I always say, do I have more questions than I do answers about you? For years with the Brooklyn Nets, KD, Kyrie, Harden, I had nothing but questions. Depth. You say, well, what about Phoenix's depth? You've got Damian Lee. You've got Campaign. You've got Torrey Craig. You've got plenty of guys. Not to mention, by the way, there's going to be a lot of dudes available in the buyout market. Kevin Love looks like might be bought out by the Cavaliers. Patrick Beverly, although I don't think that helped big time, especially considering the fact that Pat Bev and Chris Paul uh, have seem to have a little bit of animosity towards one another, if not a lot. But there's going to be plenty of guys. JaVale McGee, I've heard, would be available. He played for Phoenix recently. So you can get some interior presence. There's some shot makers that are going to be available. Uh, I, I doubt they make the move for Russell Westbrook. It seems like the Clippers are more interested in the Chicago Bulls as well. We'll see what happens in that regard. We'll talk about Russ later in the show. But I know what Kevin Durant is. I know that he's one of the great postseason performers that we've seen. Devin Booker, listen, I, I've always had questions about whether he's a one, but is he a two? Absolutely. And Chris Paul, who has certainly had his playoff struggles in the past, I feel like at least certainly in the scoring load, in the offensive load as a whole, some pressure gets taken off him and put on number 35 and number one. And you got Monty Williams. Unlike the Brooklyn Nets and their big three a couple of years ago with Steve Nash, the Suns have one of the five best coaches in the league in Monty Williams, who is as good as anybody at steadying the ship, understanding you know, what to say, what to draw up, at whatever time the game calls for it. So for these Phoenix Suns, anything, and I do many anything, short of the NBA Finals, is an absolute failure. I respect the heck out of Phoenix for doing this. Did they give up a lot? Yeah, they did. They obviously mortgaged a lot of their future with those four first-round picks, two young players and Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. But as I always say, strike while the iron's hot. If you believe you've got a team that can compete for and, and possibly win a championship, you go for it. You Forget the future. You go for it. As they said, what it, was it uh, Les Snead, the GM of the Rams, F them picks, or whoever the GM back in the day said F them picks? That's what the Suns are saying. They understood that they were on the doorstep two years ago and didn't have enough. A walking 30 points, a, the most efficient 30 points in the league currently, that'll certainly solve some of your issues. So do I love the trade for Kevin Durant for the Phoenix Suns? I do. Now, am I saying they're going to win the West? No, you know I'm still rolling with my Warriors. I'll talk about the Gary Payton move later. But this is a fantastic move by the Phoenix Suns. Uh, as for Brooklyn, well... You know, have fun with Ben Simmons. They should enjoy that. Uh, we've got a few comments here. Alfred says, Phoenix's biggest struggle will be staying healthy. Yeah, Devin Booker is just now coming back from injury. KD is coming back, I think, right after the All-Star break, if not maybe right before. we got about a week and a half until the All-Star game, so we'll see what happens there. Um, let's see. And, and like, like, uh, like Alfred said, everyone's forgetting Phoenix sells Aiton monster lineup. I have questions about Aiton in terms of his playoff productivity. The last two years, that's been in question a little bit. Really, the last great Aiton playoff moment we saw was that buzzer beater uh, in, in Phoenix against the LA Clippers back in game two of the conference finals. Uh, ever since we've seen him and Monty Williams have this weird uh, sort of, uh, I don't know what's going on between them, but we'll see if that can get corrected. It's going to need to if they want to win a championship. Uh, John Rivera, easy money. That's it. Easy Money Sniper, as his Instagram handle is. And Alfred says, Suns still have depth. Damian Lee, Torrey Craig, Landry Shamit. That's that's true. Bismack Biombo, Jack Lindale, Saban Lee. Grady Edwards. What's up, Grady? He says, can Katie uh, and Book get healthy before we say the Suns are going to win the championship? Katie is still a superstar, but very injury-prone player at this point in his career. We have seen that. That's totally fair. Although the only thing I would say is injuries have not tended to plague KD in the postseason. It's tended to be more of a regular season thing. Why that why that happens to be the case, I'm not quite sure. Um, and injuries is certainly a, a, a more is absolutely a, a concern. But I would also say the other contenders out west, all of them have injury concerns. Outside of maybe Denver, Jamal Murray comes back, he looks good. But Steph's out in Golden State. We know about Kawhi's uh you know, we said the best ability is availability. Kawhi has really struggled to stay healthy uh, throughout the course of his career, especially here in Los Angeles, or there in Los Angeles. Uh, you've got, obviously, uh, uh, Dallas with Kyrie Irving. He struggles to stay on the court, not just for the off-court stuff, but even on the court, he's, he's str struggled with injuries. So I would say for all the contenders out west, 
Like that's that that I mean, if you want to say the Grizzlies a contender, John Morant struggled with injuries. He got hurt in the playoffs last year. So I, I, if you want to use the injury thing, fine. But I would say that's the case for all of the teams. They all have injury question marks. Uh, let's see. And Alfred says, if I were the Suns, I would have done my best to hold on to Bridges. He's been the most durable player in the league in his five years, hasn't missed a game, which is incredible considering uh, the load management in today's NBA. But while he's great, I'm going after Kevin Durant. I'm sorry. If I have an opportunity to land that guy, I'm, I'm going to go try and get that guy uh, in the building. So definitely some great moves here at the NBA trade deadline that we'll get into with our next guest. He is the co-founder of the Grid Podcast Network. He is also, in my opinion, the greatest draft guru that I've ever seen this side of Mel Kuyper and Jay Billis. Would you please welcome back to Carving It Up Live. Mike Guido is joining Carving It Up. Mike, how you doing, my man? Bryson, it's good to be back, brother. I appreciate I appreciate the the Mel Kuyper, Jay Billis compliment. Yes. Those are two great, phenomenal draft guys to be even mentioned in the same sentence. I love it. I appreciate it. Hey, listen, I got to show you respect where it's due. That, that mock draft you sent us uh, a year ago, you, uh, myself and Barry Grant Jr., shout out to Barry, who was on the draft show last year in the NBA. It, it was outstanding. It was detailed. I think you got, uh, and it drove you nuts, you got 57 of the 58 players drafted. You scouted, I think it was. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yep, I, it was my own team. My own team that did it to me. It was Luke Travers at the end of the draft. <laughs> Just didn't. Uh, it drove me nuts. But whatever. What are you going to do? Uh, absolutely. So before we before we get to KD, you're a big LeBron guy. Obviously, as a Cavs fan. Yeah. Um, what was your takeaway on him passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just the night in general? What, just how you view LeBron through the lens of scoring? So, I, I don't know. There's a lot of ways that you could look at it. But the pro, the thing is, uh, with LeBron and him breaking the scoring record and getting through, you know, getting past Kareem, which we thought, again, you brought it up before, Kareem's record was deemed it was going to be unbreakable. I mean, he was, whatever it was, 3,000 points ahead of Carl Malone. And people thought at the end of Malone's career, we're just like, ah, listen, Malone's almost as good as they come and they just he's he's not even going to get close. But I think what people are not realizing and, you know, I thought it was smart of you to bring it up before is that LeBron, I think, has at least another two good years left, at least. average. I mean, think about it. He's averaging 30 now. I mean, if he in two good years, uh, two more years is still averaging 20, you know, what I mean? like. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of thing – this record is not only going to be broken, it's going to be shattered. Like, I think that he's going to end up – end his career with forty-five or 46,000 points. I mean, it's going to be an unreasonable number. And then at that point, I just don't know what – like, like what the people that say that LeBron isn't the GOAT, I just don't know what their argument is, is anymore. You know, like, I understand the, the six-year run that Jordan had between 90 – 91 and 98 well, between the two years that he took off. Right. But I mean, uh, just a total body of work for, I mean, LeBron's going to put together a 25 year NBA career where I, I don't know, Bryson, 18 of those years, he was the best player in the yeah, league. Exactly. Like, like, what do you say? At what point do you say, all right, we give up. He's just the goat. You know, I already fall into that category. You know, and I guess you can call me maybe a little bit biased because, again, I'm a huge Cavalier guy, and I've been why he's the reason I got into the NBA when he was playing with the Cavs, and then I just kind of stuck with him when he left, and then when he came back, it was the greatest moment of my life. But at what point do you just say, "All right, like he just does"? He, the guy just does everything. He just does everything, and he's done it better than everybody than anybody that's ever played this game. I mean, it, like you said, that the, the Jordan fans are kind of running out of arguments. He's just as good of a scorer as Michael. If you want to debate who the best between those two is, fine. Because uh, Jordan averaged 30 a game. LeBron is the all-time score record. Whatever. LeBron's unquestionably the better passer. He's a better rebounder. Uh, defensively, Jordan won a defensive player of the year, but LeBron probably should have won two, uh, if we're being honest. Certainly that year. I think it was 2013 when Mark Gasol won it. LeBron should have won that year. Oh, yeah. Um, No, no question about it. Um. Not to mention longevity. He has by a mile over Jordan. 
He's won three championships with, I'm sorry, four championships, three of them with different teams, different coaches, different second coasters. I mean, Michael Jordan never won a playoff series without Scottie Pippen. Like, and it's not to diminish Jordan. He, it, it, he's no lower than two if LeBron is the greatest. Um, but like you said, it's, it's almost become a little bit silly. Well, this is, I think you brought up a very interesting point where, you know, that's one of the things that gets brought up about Jordan and LeBron that I, I don't think it's discussed enough is that Michael Jordan had Phil Jackson throughout his entire finals run. I mean, Phil Jackson is one of the greatest basketball minds in yep. the history of the sport. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who's LeBron's greatest coach? Eric Spolstra? Like, and, and Spolstra is, let's not, you know. He's a good coach. He, he's a very good coach. Yeah. But is he an all-timer? Like, do you think Eric Spolstra ranks among the greatest coaches of all time with Red Auerbach and Phil Jackson and all those guys? I just don't think that he does. So that's another factor that kind of plays into this. You brought it up before, the factor of teammates, you know, the teams that he played against. I mean, listen, I've made the argument, and I know that you like this because I've told you this numerous times before, the Warrior teams between 2015 and 2018 with Kevin Durant I think those were the greatest teams of all time. Yep. I mean, the 2017 team, I mean, the, the 2016 team where the Warriors went 73 and nine. And then in 2017, when they added Kevin Durant, they went 67 and 15. That's the year where I think that we saw the greatest team ever to ever play yes. was the 67 and 15 team with Durant and Curry and Clay and Draymond Green and all those guys, obviously. Though I mean, those were the teams that he was playing against in the finals. I mean, you got to keep in mind, between 2010 and 2018, he had gone to the finals every year. Yep. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, he was falling short. You know, I, I just I, – I can't say enough. I just – I can't. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm giddy because I just – like, I feel like people are actually saying – Okay, like the, like now the conversation yeah, is being yeah. brought up is realistic instead of like, ah, stop it. I'm very happy that this is where this conversation is going now. It is. It's, it does seem to be shifting a little bit. And, you know, you bring up that 2017 Warriors team, and obviously I may sound a little bit biased, but I do think that's the greatest team of all time. And LeBron averaged 35, 12, and 10. I'm sorry, 33, 12, and 10 uh, against those Warriors teams. And as I always make the, the argument that, the Cavs in 2017 were better than the Cavs of 2016. Yeah. Problem is, they were. Golden State Hafford had the second or third best player on planet Earth, and that completely changed the dynamic. Um, now, speaking of Kevin Durant, uh, the trade that broke Twitter, if, if only it happened in the middle of the day, otherwise the reaction would have been absolutely insane, it not happening yeah. 1 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. Uh, I, I think it's great for Phoenix. What, what sort of your takeaway on it? Well, I, I think Phoenix is, if there was ever a definition of going all in, right? Like this this is going all in. The package that they sent over to Brooklyn to get Kevin Durant is massive. Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson are both very good young players with a lot, of, a lot to offer. Also, you're giving up four first-round draft picks. And, I mean, listen, I'm a draft guy. I love draft picks. But, I mean, you're giving up a ton here. So – this, however, this is the, this is the positive side of this. Is in my eyes, the West was kind of up for grabs. Like I, this is a Western Conference where, like Denver's, like four and a half games in first place right. right now. Like they're they're right now statistically, or not even, but by standings, they're the best team in the West. I, I just don't see a juggernaut in this conference. I just don't. But I mean, now I kind of do. Like Phoenix is one of these teams where like if everything clicks and they're healthy, you know, Chris Paul is not one of those guys that's going to hog the basketball. He's a distributor first, right? That was 
Chris Paul went to Phoenix, and it made Phoenix great. And that was it. Phoenix had a great roster before Chris Paul, and then they added Chris Paul, and all of a sudden they became the best team in the, in the league. So now you're adding Kevin Durant to this roster. By again, you're taking away, away some role players, but your core is still there. It's still Chris Paul. It's still Devin Booker. It's still DeAndre Ayton. It's still the big guys that – you want to move forward with. And I, I, I trust, like you said before, in the buyout market, they're not done. They're going to add a couple more yeah. veterans that have been there before to, uh, to, to bolster this roster even, uh, even further with depth and everything like that. Campaign is still there. I think that's a huge, uh, a huge thing. Again, he was phenomenal in the past couple of years, especially in the postseason. So I think right now, I, this in my eyes, pretty much clearly makes Phoenix the team to beat in the West. I just don't see another team that can come close to them. I just don't. I know you love the Warriors. I know you love the Warriors, but I just don't see it. I don't. If it clicks, they're scary. Well, you know, sort of the argument I would make, uh, you know, for Phoenix making the right move. You you think last year against Dallas, you think if you sub those role players in for Katie, you don't think that makes a big difference and they win that series? So that's that's what it comes down to ultimately. So, yeah, you're mortgaging your future, but, you know, what's a a first-round pick in 2025 going to do for you? Right. It it doesn't make that big of a difference. Now, I haven't gotten to this yet. So the Russell Westbrook trade is really interesting. So first of all – just as far as Russ, I feel it's addition by subtraction. I've tried to not be too brutal on Russ because I think he is what he is uh, at this stage of his career. Um, I've always said I think he's a good dude. His game drives me absolutely nuts to watch. I don't know. I'm not even a Lakers fan. Certainly. Um, but you add D'Angelo Russell, who I don't love, but he's a shot maker. Uh, you add Jarrett Vanderbilt. Um, you add uh, Malik Beasley was the other one they got. And so you add guys who can shoot the three, guys who are excellent defenders. I think in terms of fit, I think it's a Great trade uh, for the LA Lakers, uh, and not not just that, but the deals they made today. What what's your takeaway on the Russ trade and where the Lakers are today, sitting at, in the Western Conference? Yeah, I think the Lakers did a great job. I mean, I mean, the, they really needed to find a way to get Russell Westbrook off the roster, and it, it got better a little bit after they uh, they they moved Westbrook down uh, down to the bench role. It got a little bit better, right? The ball didn't get stuck as much that. It, it, that's and again, it was a couple draft shows ago. I remember as soon as they traded yes. for him, I brought it up to you and our buddy Barry Grant Jr. I'm like, listen, as soon as they they got him, I wanted them to bring Westbrook off the bench because I thought it was a perfect compliment to LeBron James if you were going to give LeBron time off, right? Like Westbrook was a perfect guy, same level of aggression, similar skill sets, in, in that sort of sense, just different levels of player, right? He's Westbrook kind of served as a LeBron light towards the end of his Laker run. But listen, once he had the fallout with Darvin Ham, like I, it was just over. It's over. So with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Other, other than that, I mean, listen, you're bringing in a guy like D'Angelo Russell, who I think can thrive as an off-ball kind of player for them. He can serve as kind of both, and I think that really, really works. He's a good shooter, good ball handler. I think he fits a lot of what they want to do. And then a lot of the moves that they made today, I mean, especially bringing in Mo Bamba, I, I really, I, I don't know, man, I like that one because yeah, Mo Bamba is the exact type of mobile big that LeBron likes to play with. And I think he can serve a lot of what Anthony Davis is giving you right now, but almost even better. Like Anthony Davis at this point in his career is, is a little injured. He's still an incredibly skilled player, but what we've seen from him recently is a lot more rim running. It's a lot less of the aggressive Anthony Davis that we've come to know. Mo Bamba's just an athletic freak who's got a nine and a half foot wingspan 
and he blocks shots like crazy. I, I don't know. This this roster now with the Lakers looks less like a, a, a random collection of guys, right? Like that's that's right. kind of what we viewed the Lakers as ever since LeBron got there. Is it's just like it just feels like a bunch of pieces that don't fit, but these are the guys that they have and they got to roll with it. Now it starts to look like a real NBA roster. However, it's going to take a lot for them to get into the playoff picture and for them to make a lot of noise. I mean, listen, it's getting to the later part of the season. They're, what, 13th in the West right yes. now? They've got ground to make up. So, you know, I like the fact that they're going all in here a little bit. But, I mean, listen, who, who knows where they're going to be a month from now? And we know LeBron thrives around shooters. It's something that drove me crazy about how the Lakers con constructed their roster the last couple of years, particularly with the Westbrook move, especially getting rid of the guy in Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who was great for him, helped him win the championship in 2020. Um, you know, I, I saw the stat. I thought it kind of perfectly summarized where the Lakers are at. A couple days ago, they had three players shooting over 35% from three. Now they have six. And so you change yeah. that dynamic completely, which fits LeBron well. Um, I The only reason I don't see them as a potential, even if they were to sneak in the playoffs as the 7 or 8 seed, I don't see them as a potential threat to win the West. has everything to do with Anthony Davis. Uh, I, I always say, I give him the nickname AD, stands for always down. It's not for Anthony Davis. Yeah. Uh, because he, he struggles to stay healthy, and his, his aggression leaves a lot to be desired. So... I think there's a lot of questions with the Lakers, but do I feel like this team is going to sneak in the playoffs? I do. Um, it's, it's hard to not like them more than teams like the Utah Jazz, the Portland Trailblazers and company. Um, so it's going to yeah. be interesting to see how, how it fits, but they're 100% a better team now than they were 48 hours ago. Definitely. Um, any other trades that sort of stuck out to you? I know, listen, the one that made me the most happy was was my wars bringing back Gary Payton the second. Basically only having to trade James Wiseman. They they kind of maneuvered their way with, with – uh, with Portland, with with Detroit, it was they 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 pulled off well. Um, a trade that stuck out to you the most that you're like, okay, this this could be a big impact move for a team to possibly win a championship. So, here's the thing, Bryson, is that I uh, from what I saw today, I really didn't see all that much that was like, oh my god, this is going to be the move that takes them to the next level outside of Durant potentially Kyrie Irving to Dallas, right. like, like outside of those like big star moves. I'm not sure that there's going to be a move where it's just like, okay, this is going to take them over the top. Um, I will tell you the move that I thought was really, really interesting. And I, it, it kind of almost, I think set a new precedent for trades in the NBA was when Jay Crowder got traded to the bucks for five second round picks I'm thinking to myself, I mean, this, this, they're just throwing away these. I mean, we're already to a point now where if you try to look at like a mock draft before the season, I mean, it's never just, okay, the Memphis Grizzlies select this player. No, yeah. it's Memphis via Portland, via Denver, via Indiana. Like it's, right. it's those kind of picks. So I think for like, I don't know, maybe ever, for as long as the league exists, we're just going to see, you know, with the 42nd pick in the second round, the Trailblazers are selecting for Utah, Cleveland, the Pacers, Detroit. Like, it's just going to be one of those sort of things. I do think that also, I, outside of, like, the stars, I think a very interesting move today was uh, Sadiq Bey to Atlanta. Now, right. this is less of a this-year move. I think for the Hawks, because I think the Hawks are, they're an interesting team. They've got some up and down stuff with John Collins. You have no idea where they're going to go with that, but Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, adding those 3 and D guys to rosters that – and listen, I don't think – I think Atlanta is pretty close to ready-made. Like, they're, they're about a star away – from making some real noise. So I thought that was a very interesting move. I'm disappointed that the Cavs didn't fill their hole at small forward. Sure. Um, Cause again, they're fourth in the Eastern conference right now, you know, and they're sitting behind some teams that are pretty complete. 
You know, I listen, they got two wins early in the season against Boston. I think that they can't they can compete with the top teams in the East, but when it comes down to these series, how far can they get? How far can their health take them? So, you know, we did see a bunch of trades today that had a lot to do with role players and stuff like that. But I wouldn't say there was a move that stood out outside of obviously Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and pretty much the Nets selling everything they have. But outside of that, I'm not sure there was another move that just said, okay, this is the move that puts them over the top. I'll tell you, and it's going to make somebody in the comments, you know exactly who that is, uh, roll their eyes, but the Clippers getting Bones Highland and Eric Gordon, I think, is really interesting. You had two shooters. Bones is more of a more natural scorer, I think, than Eric Gordon is. Eric Gordon's more of a spot-up guy who's not terrible on the defensive side of the floor. Obviously, he's, he's had to play some bad teams in Houston yeah. the last couple of years. Um, I thought that those two were interesting moves. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, listen, anytime you can add shooting, right? I mean, I Eric Gordon who has been, you know, I guess one of the staples in Houston this year, you know, as bad as Houston has been, you know, they're, they're transitioning to a young team. It just didn't fit anymore. They needed to get him out of town, but Eric Gordon is still going to be a viable option for 15 minutes a night, taking five threes a night, you know, just trying to get him in, in some open space beyond the arc. Eric Gordon is still going to be that kind of player that can do that. And Bones Highland, I didn't expect him when he came out of the draft to be this good of a shot creator this early. But I mean, if, if the Clippers can find a real role for him and I'm, I'm actually very surprised that Denver traded him because I really I thought too. that they were going to find a real role for him. He was a real spark for them off the bench. I, I mean, listen, if the Clippers can benefit from that, then I mean, look, like I said, you can never have enough guys that can put the ball in the basket you can't have enough guys that can just shoot that's the name of the game right if you have guys that can shoot it uh, shoot it at a relatively high percentage and you're not wasting possessions which bones highland and eric gordon don't necessarily do and eric gordon's been in the league for a long time he's a smart player so if they can make all that happen then i mean i think it's good moves for the clippers and they really didn't give up that much either so no. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, now, uh, back sort of back to the Lakers. Uh, Barry says he doesn't want to hear a Cavs fan uh, break down his team. No, uh, tell him to stop it. Yeah, you, you, you just, he's being it. ridiculous. Thirteen C in the West. Come on, man. Uh, oh, oh, and he doesn't like what we have to say about the Clippers. He says, "Oh, brother, stop it with the Clappers." It's been four years of propping up the Clippers. Enough. You brought in. Uh, you you never brought it bought into BK, but you pr uh, praise this dumpster fire organization. Well, well listen. It, it's changed things since Steve Ballmer's bought the team. That, that changed things big time in terms of aggressiveness and how we view L.A. I don't think the Clippers – he's going to like this. I don't think the Clippers are title contenders. I don't. Really? I yeah, I don't. Okay. I, I think the Clippers are a very interesting team when it comes to what they are at the top, right? Because obviously Kawhi, when he's healthy, is legit. We obviously love Paul George. Like We, we love these guys that – you know, play great defense and can create their own shot and do that all do the whole star thing. I get it. But if you look at teams in the West, and like I said, this is not, you know, the West is in a way up for grabs. So the Clippers could, by some miracle in my eyes, find a way to emerge. But I just look at teams like Denver and Phoenix and Dallas and like, I just like the – I even like the Warriors better. Like I just – there are so many teams in the West that I think I could trust more than the Clippers at this point. Uh, Barry, Barry approves, by the way, of, of, of what you had to say. He says, thank you. I, and, yeah. and, and Grady says, facts, Kawhi has been a far bigger disappointment in L.A. than A.D. Dude is never, never available. Yeah, I mean, at least A.D. gave you one good run the bubble uh, in, in 2020. Uh, and Barry says, Clippers are the greasy door-to-door -door salesman. Uh, that that is that is one way to put it. He hates the Clippers. It's incredible. So you know what? You know what? He 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 feels the same way about the Clippers that I do about the Memphis Grizzlies. It's like two organizations who certainly have as much talent as anybody, but have never accomplished anything. But yet we assume that they kind of have. Yeah. I, I don't really want to talk that much about the, the Grizzlies today. Don't give me a bad mood. Um, there's a football game this Sunday. Did you hear about it, Mike? Uh, yeah. I I think most people have. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's pretty important. Uh. Super Bowl 57, Philadelphia, Kansas City. Um, 
before I ask for your predictions, give me sort of your assessment, starting with the away team, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, who, of all the years that they weren't supposed to get to the Super Bowl, this was kind of it. Uh, not mm-hmm. just trading Tyree Kill, but they started, I think, eight rookies, if I'm not mistaken, this season. Props to Brett Veach for killing it in the draft this last year. Um, and, and a wide receiving core that is not going to blow you away outside of Travis Kelsey, uh, but a defense that is, is, is as underrated as they come in terms of getting to the quarterback led by Chris Jones. What's sort of your assessment right now on the Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, Kansas City at this point, I think, is proving the precedent of as long as they have Andy Reid, and as long as they have Pat, Patrick Mahomes, they're a threat. Period. Right. They just are a threat. And, and look, Tyree Kill got traded in the offseason, and our reaction was, what are they doing? Why are they trading quite possibly the best receiver in football, the fastest player on the field at any given time? Why are they doing that? And this is why. Because they just don't need guys like that. They don't need anybody. They just need Mahomes to be at 75%. That's all they need. So at this point right now, Kansas City does a couple of things well, right? They have Patrick Mahomes. They have the offense thing figured out. Trying to break down their weaknesses and their strengths is a waste of time. Kansas City will get the job done on that side of the football, period. Okay. Defensively, what they've been doing – I mean, year after year after year, and it gets talked about less and less just because we get so enamored with what Mahomes and Andy Reid do on the offensive side of the football, but they get after the quarterback, right? Chris Jones, Frank Clark, they get after the quarterback, and they've been doing it for years. So Kansas City right now, their key to this game, right, and Jalen Hurts is a very mobile quarterback. If they can make him uncomfortable, then I think it's – it's almost going to be, I don't want to say easy for them, but they're going to feel much more comfortable if Jalen Hurts is the one that's making the mistakes and Patrick Mahomes is the one that's calm, cool, and collected because he's been there before. 100%. And uh, Barry says, when are people going to start talking about Andy Reid being one of the greatest head coaches of all time? Oh, I think they already are. Title games like it's normal. I've been making this argument for a couple of years that – you think about up until it's almost like it feels like Mahomes is almost like Andy Reid's reward after a lifetime of hard work. Again, nothing against guys like Donovan McNabb, Alex Smith, and guys, other guys that he's worked with. Solid quarterbacks, solid sure. starters. Um, but again, like you, like Barry said, it's we're shocked if he's not in the conference championship game. Even when he was in Philadelphia, didn't he make like four straight at, at one point? I think it was yeah. um, in the early two thousands. Uh, I don't know what. What do you think, Mike? Well, I, I listen. I, I don't think I, I think Barry's just a little bit misled because I think that conversation is happening. I don't think that, um, like I, I think I really think people are starting to have that conversation, and they they've really started to have that conversation in the past year or so, uh, ranking Andy Reid among some of the best. Now, again, people are making the argument right now that Andy Reid is the best coach in the NFL today, at this point, at this current point in time, even better than Bill Belichick, just because they've. The Chiefs have had the success that the Patriots haven't had since Tom Brady left, right? So people are kind of giving Andy Reid a lot more props now about what his success has been like uh, in recent years. But look, this is a point where I think you kind of have to, right? I mean, these sort the Chiefs are already showing the, you know, I don't want to, I don't even want to say showing the early signs. They've kind of emerged into a dynasty in a way, you know, like they're, they're going to win a few of these. I'm just saying like they're going to win a couple of these and I don't know when they're going to win a couple of these, but they're going to be a force. Like I said, as long as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are manning those positions in Kansas city, I mean, they're going to be a threat pretty much every single year. And this, I think was the, the action, the thing that Andy Reid needed in order to cement himself in that sort of, uh, in that sort of ilk with Bill Walsh and Belichick and Tom Landry and, and those guys. Absolutely. I think, again, when you talk about, I mean, we look at what the Chiefs did just on that one drive against Jacksonville, what Chad Henney was able to do. Who the heck is Chad Henney? He's yeah. a bust in Jacksonville. I mean, it, it, like it's it's incredible what this guy does with quarterbacks, sure. obviously having a guy with the just 
un- unbelievable talent. Mahomes uh, certainly doesn't hurt matters. Philadelphia is back in the game for the uh, for the second time in the last five years. I'm sure that doesn't make you all that happy as a Cowboys fan. Um, no, that it, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it can't. It can't help. So. What's your take when the Eagles? Because my my thing is, I feel like from in hindsight, it's twenty twenty, but it feels like even the first game of the season, they played the Detroit Lions. They won by three points. the The final score was not indicative of how much they dominated that game. From that point to now, it feels like they've been the best team in the league throughout. If you talk about having a top three defense, uh, the best running team in the NFL offensively with the best offensive line, and Jalen Hurts having an MVP caliber season. What's sort of your thoughts right now with the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, I, listen, Philly, I think, is is a, one of those teams where their roster is just working, right? Every single year, we just have that team where, you know, they have a quarterback that I think is over overachieving a little bit, but their roster just fits. Everything is working, right? It was the Rams last year with Stafford, and, and it, happen, it happens every year, right? Or at least close to every year. This is the Eagles this year. I still have my doubts about Jalen Hurts in the long term. I'm not sure he's the best thrower of the football for, uh, you know, in the league. I'm not sure how long his legs can last. Like, like I still have my questions about Jalen Hurts because I'm still, you know, iffy on the level of ascension that he's shown over the past number of years, pretty much since he started playing for Lincoln Riley till now. I'm still questioning that. But this year, he's the man. So you just have to kind of roll with what you're seeing now. I mean, they've really kind of had command of every game they've played in, pretty much every game they've played in this season. They run the ball so unbelievably well. They have a great offensive line. Their defense is stout from top to bottom. I mean, you just don't really see a weakness here. And say what you want about Nick Sirianni, and I'm not sure how good of a coach Nick Sirianni is as far as X's and O's. He's got two great coordinators with Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. Like, it's just working over there. Say what you want about Nick Sirianni, but he knows how to motivate men, right? Like that's, that's one of the things that Jeff Saturday, when he took over in Indianapolis, that was the thing that he said. He's like, listen, I could be horrible at this, but I have experience in motivating men. That's the important part. And that's exactly what Nick Sirianni does in Philly. So listen, as far as rosters go, I think Philadelphia is stronger than Kansas city. I just, again, you're playing Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's, I mean, look, it's a lot. It's going to be a very entertaining game. But if Philadelphia can run the football, they can control the clock, they can keep Jalen Hurts safe, then I don't see any reason why they can't control this game like they've done over the, you know, pretty much over the course of the season. And the superiority in rosters is the biggest reason that Philadelphia now it's, it, you know, slim favorite, but they're a point and a half favorite in this game as we sit here today. Uh, we'll see if that line moves up and down. It's pretty much stayed uh, consistent. Uh, Barry says, this is a the most monumental Super Bowl for me because we are witnessing two young black quarterbacks vying for the title. It makes me so- smile from ear to ear. I can forget Hurts is an eagle for one day. It's, it's absolutely, it's a huge monumental no, moment you can't. in the NFL. You can't forget, as a Cowboy <laughs> fan, you cannot forget that Jalen Hurts is an eagle. That is terrible, terrible advice. That's awful. You can't say that. Oh, gosh. You're salty. I, I can understand those. A former Cowboy fan, <laughs> I can understand why, why you feel the way you feel. Um, and, and Grady says, Amen, Barry. Are also, Hurts is just an inspiration in his own right. Dude got benched in the national championship game and is playing for a Super Bowl. Guy is a real man and the ultimate team slash character guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, he, he, he's, he's an easy guy to root for. He definitely is. And, and that's that's part of what gets brought up a lot is Jalen Hurts is a very high character guy. He's always been right. Nick Saban never had a bad word to say about him other than the fact that he wasn't really a good thrower of the football when he was at Alabama. Um, but listen, Nick Saban didn't have anything bad to say about him. Lincoln Riley hasn't had anything bad, bad to say about him. He's just kind of a locker room glue guy. He's got that smile, that believable smile that everybody likes him. Right. He's a very easy guy to root for. You're right about that. So, real quick, before I ask you your prediction for the Super Bowl, let's put up the graphics. So, we've had three guests on. Again, I'm still waiting for John Rivera's pick once the new Fan Perspective <laughs> podcast airs. But Alfred Parser Jr. here at the Grid, Rocky Field Jets podcast, came on last week. He's got Kansas City 28-24. Patrick Brown of the Chaotic Sports Podcast here at the Grid, he came on a Monday, almost identical. He said 27-24 Kansas City, and he said a night walk-off field goal. So, Mike Guido, point blank, who wins Super Bowl 57? Kansas City. Okay. I think Kansas City takes it. If you're asking for a score, I didn't have a score prepared, but I do think it's I do think it's going to be relatively close. I don't think it's going to be game-winning field goal. Um, but I'll say let's go 31-24 okay. Kansas City over Philadelphia. 
3124. I'll be sure to put that in the books for our next guest uh, coming on tomorrow. Uh, last question before I get out of here. I just I want to throw this in because I'm a Tennessee fan. Uh, you're the draft guy. What's uh, what's the stock saying, Hendon Hooker, right now? Are you hearing anything? On, on who? Hendon Hooker? Yeah. I, I don't see him going until day three, probably. It, just really? because, yeah, I, I, because look, I think people are going to have injury concerns with him. It's really tough taking quarterbacks who, you know, and, and Hendon Hooker doesn't necessarily rely on his legs, but it is a, it, it is a part of his game. So him coming off that serious of an injury, you know, with a guy that relies on his legs that much, and again, rely is the right word, but that's part of his game now. I think that's going to drop his stock, but I do think whoever gets him is going to be getting a very nice quarterback prospect that can do a lot of things right. You know, listen, I, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I wouldn't mind Hendon Hooker being taken as kind of an experiment, but listen, the, Hendon Hooker up until he got injured, I think was the clear Heisman front runner. He was just unbelievably good this year. And then we saw Caleb Williams just take off towards the end of the year, but Hendon Hooker does a lot of things right. Now, I don't think he has the same NFL qualities that you look for in a prospect as Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. I don't think he has Will Levis's arm. Like I, I'm not sure he has the like special Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes type arm. He doesn't have Joe Burrow type accuracy. Like he doesn't have that, but he does a lot of things well. I think he could be a very good project for somebody, but I just don't see him going earlier than the fourth round. That's very interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see where his, his his draft stock goes over the next two and a half months. We're going to need to do a draft show on the grid or something because I, I oh, cannot yeah. wait for the NFL draft. We, we, we got to make it happen. Yeah, awesome it's, it's going to be a phenomenal day. It really is. I, look, every single year for draft season, it's phenomenal. Uh, listen, what we've do, we've never done an NFL draft show before, but if we were to do that, that'd be fantastic. Also, for the NBA draft this year, we're going to have a yes, bunch sir. of really good players. I'm just telling you right now, spoiler alert, I'm not sure I've ever evaluated a player that's as good as Victor Wembanyama. I just don't think that I, – I just don't think I'm going to run into it. 7'3", seven, 7'4", seven, whatever he is, he's, he's as tall as Yao Ming. He shoots 35-foot threes off one leg. I just I – don't, I don't know, man. I video don't game. Think we're, I'm, they created him on 2K, Mike. They really did. They don't even let you create players on 2K that good. It's it's freaky. Absolutely. No, he's outstanding. I, I can't wait for the draft. Him and all the other prospects that you mentioned, we're definitely going to make that happen sometime in late June. Mike Guido, awesome stuff as always. Appreciate you coming on the show once, once again, my man. I appreciate it, Bryson. Thanks. That was Mike Guido, the co-founder of the Grid Network. Love having him on the show. Uh, let's see. We got a few more comments here before we get out of here. Grady says the only person with a bad thing to say about Jalen Hurts right now is Garson Wentz. I don't know. I don't even know if Wentz can say. I, I get he kept he, he stole his job and everything. Although I could I could make the case Wentz kind of gave him the job because you know he was horrible in 2020 and I thought had a kind of overrated last four game stretch in 2019. But eh, it is what it is. Ah, here we go. Here we go, Barry. Cowboys must draft a quarterback. We'll have a discussion about Dak soon. We, we will have the, a nuanced discussion. That's what we do on Carving It Up. And then he says, can't wait to hear what this draft maniac has in store this year. Hey, I'm telling you, you guys don't know. If you guys haven't watched Barry, uh, myself, and Mike here on Carving It Up in 21 and 22, uh, the, the, the past couple of summers we did our NBA draft show, I'm telling you, just just go on on my YouTube channel and subscribe while you're there. By the way, just wouldn't, wouldn't hurt whatsoever. And subscribe to the grid too. But go on there, watch five minutes. Watch five minutes. It's incredible. It's it's absolutely Barry and I sometimes are just are are, are just watching it all. He he's he's outstanding. So yeah, absolutely. Hats off to Mike Guido. Absolutely love having him on the show and great stuff as always. I'll get more into some of these other trade deadline scenarios on tomorrow's show. I'll, I'll, I think I'll even talk more LeBron, the significance of his record more tomorrow. I don't know. There's a lot of st stuff to discuss. We're going to probably have a guest, two guests, maybe more than that tomorrow. We'll see what happens. But that is all the time we have for today's show. Appreciate everybody stopping by as always. Be sure to catch Carving It Up Live tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific time on Facebook Live, YouTube, and on Twitter. And be sure to like, share, comment. And take two seconds out of your day, as I just mentioned. Hit that big red subscribe button. Helps the channel grow exponentially. And just had Mike Guido on of the Grid Network. Please subscribe. 
to the Grid Network. That is G-R-Y-D, the Grid Podcast Network on YouTube. That is also where you can find all our incredible shows. Barry Grant Jr. of the All Even Podcast. You saw Alfred Parsar Jr. in the comments. Rocket Fuel, Jets Podcast. Uh, Patrick Brown, the Chaotic Sports Podcast. Ryan Flowers, Clutch Sports Talk. The Cowboys Cam Fan Podcast. We've got incredible content. Outstanding creators. Please, please go check all that stuff out. That is also where you can listen to all of our shows, including myself, including Carving It Up, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Crazy show, crazy day, crazy week in sports. The fact that the Super Bowl, barely anybody's talking about it right now. That's how crazy it's been in sports. Can't wait. By the way, tomorrow's show, I will give my Super Bowl prediction. Thus far, we got a clean sweep. Three guests on the four guests of the show. John Rivera will give his soon, but of the three that predicted a winner and a score, all three went Kansas City. Will I go Kansas City or will I, like, will I go against the grain and pick the favorites, the Philadelphia Eagles? Tune in tomorrow to find that out. Have a great evening, everybody. Please continue to stay safe out there. Please be sure to take care of your physical and your mental health. God bless you all. Peace out. We got the young love back, baby. Thanks so much for watching the show on YouTube. Be sure to click that big red subscribe button and go check out the other clips and full shows of Carving It Up Live. Have a blessed day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.